A I N M E N U Main Menu Main Menu Main Menu Hi everyone and welcome to Main Menu for the 9th of September 2016. This is your co-host Jason Castingway speaking. To start off, Janine and I speak with Derek Reamer and Joseph Lee of NV Access, and we talk about NVDACon coming right up here in North America for the first time, as well as the latest release, which came out this past week, of NVDA 2016.3. After that, Randy and I get together and we check out the Google Duo app for the first time. Then I come back with a few news bits you may not want to miss. Enjoy the show! Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. It's Janine Stanley for Main Menu, and today we have some actual breaking news. See, we're getting really good at this breaking news stuff and this right-on-the-minute stuff at Main Menu. So we're very excited that you all are enjoying our newsmakers, as it were. And today we have two really big newsmakers in the world of screen readers for the Windows environment. Joining me today is my co-host, Jason Castingway. Hi, Jason. Hello, Janine. And also joining us today are Joseph Lee and Derek Reamer. Hello, gentlemen. Everybody. And these two names are going to be familiar to anyone who uses the screen reader NVDA, non-visual desktop access. And uh, NVDA just this week has come out with their 2016.3 release, and we'll talk about that here in a bit. But what we're really here to talk about today for the most part is the concept of the NVDA Con. So it's a virtual convention. And Joseph, you actually were one of the people who started this whole idea of the NVDA Con. Can you tell us a little bit about how that idea came to be and what is the NVDA Con? Oh, hi, everybody. Uh, listen to the main menu. Uh, I'm Joseph Lee, uh, former chair of the NVDA Con International, as well as the current chair of the NVDA Con in Korea and one of the chief organizers of NVDA Con. What a fascinating story it is. Uh, NVDA Con stands for NVDA Users and Developers Conference. It's an online gathering of users and developers to meet together and talk about NVDA happenings, news items, things of interest to many people like Office, Google Apps, and more recently Windows 10 as well as for some developers to set goals for next NVDA releases for the next few months. And sometimes we have people from NVDA Access who come to talk to us about what they're thinking when it comes to making NVDA a great screen reader for many of you. Um, NVDA Con started in 2014. Yeah, it was, oh wow, is uh, I can't believe it's two and a half years now since uh, I posted an announcement to NVDA list. Wow. <laughs> so, so back in February, to be exact, I was, I might, it might be January, February. Somebody posts on a mailing list. Uh, this is an NVIDIA user's mailing list uh, who says, we should have a user's chat online to talk about NVIDIA. And um, having been the host, uh, for those who are real note users, who are humanware uh, fans, you will know me as the one who 
uh, until recently was a webmaster of brillnoteusers.info, and I was one of those who organized brillnoteusers chat a couple of years back. So with that experience in mind, I jumped on the idea of organizing an online uh, meeting uh, scheduled for March 2014 back then. It was quite a really quick project. We had about two or three weeks to prepare. I would say about four or five weeks, really. And uh, ever since producing an NVIDIA tutorial back in 2013, I always thought about having some kind of a virtual meeting. And that post in, I believe, January or February 2014 really got me sort of triggered the idea in the back of my mind as to organizing the NVIDIAcon in March 2014, which, by the way, was a huge success. And then since we had other conferences like NVIDIAcon July 2014, as well as uh, two conferences last year and the big one, which was held in April 2016 to celebrate NVIDIA's a decade of service to the blind community. And until this year, I served as the chief organizer of NVIDIAcon, and I passed on my baton to my friend here, uh, Derek Rimmer, who's from University of Colorado, who is also an NVIDIA enthusiast and who is now chairing the, the international conference as well as the, one of the regional ones, that is NVIDIAcon US. So that's the history behind this one. Wow, no pressure, Derek, right? <laughs> <laughs> my mm -hmm. goodness mm -hmm. this thing started out with literally like 10 people gathering online going this would be cool and last year we had participants of 50 um at our international conference um uh, it was, was april 16 uh -huh. it was april well, Actually, I think there were more than 50. And I remember one of the things that people said about that keynote for your 10-year anniversary was it felt like an Apple keynote. I mean, it really did. Just <laughs> hearing it, I mean, it was really well produced and just really high quality. And uh, I think Thank all you. of us who sat around Thank and listened you. to it went, oh, this is like our very own Apple keynote. It was <laughs> it was quite impressive, actually. And uh, so, so what we have this event coming up, which is why you guys are newsmakers here, an event coming up next weekend, the NVDACon US. Um, Derek, mm -hmm. tell us what, first of all, how do we participate in this? What is it going to be like? What can people expect? So this will be very similar to our international conferences, but it's devoted to the North American region, US, Canada, and Mexico. Um, it is um, going to be held on Friday, September 16th, and Saturday, September 17th. I almost said July. Oops. Um, <laughs> oh, my. It feels like <laughs> July right now out there, but um, um, hopefully it'll be a little cooler by then. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be holding it September 16th and 17th um, in the evening on Friday, starting at 2 p.m. Pacific, and on um, Saturday the 17th. And we haven't nailed down times all the way yet. Um, you can expect an open forum and then we're also having the university of colorado boulders uh assistive technology testing lab which tests our websites internally to make sure they're accessible um talk about how we use nvda to do web accessibility testing um we're going to have a panel discussion with three panelists unless we can find a fourth by midnight um <laughs> we're gonna have three panelists and you will get to at, we will get questions and we'll be asking them questions and then they will answer questions and we have NVDA users who are professional accessibility consultants and um, 
disability advocates and someone who's a school a student who uses NVDA. Um, and we figured it would just be like a little panel. We also oh, wow. have a, we're also going to have an open forum where people can talk to other users and ask questions and whatnot. And then this is the big event. We have another session on Microsoft Office. That's not the big event. We have another session on Microsoft Office and how to use it. Ooh, um, that's the big event for me right there. <laughs> and then Lighthouse, San Francisco Lighthouse for the Blind is our keynote speaker. Ooh. And they are going to speak about their vision for NVDA and why they have been donating money to projects like Dictation Bridge, which are opening the doors to blind people with dictation solutions and other things um, and have been very excited generally about NVDA. Um, so they will be our keynote speaker on Saturday. Oh, awesome. Wow. Wow. Well, that's that's great. Now, what will people need to be able to participate? You're talking about uh, online uh -huh. chats and uh, and asking questions, things like that. What kinds of equipment and what programs mm -hmm. will people need to participate? We will be using the Team Talk uh, conferencing client, um, which is linked to the instructions on how to set that up are linked to on our website. But you download Team Talk from bearware.dk, um, and then, excuse me, install it. And Joseph is was kind enough to let us use the NVDA-KR website for hosting the conference again. So it'll be at the same place as our international conference was held. Oh, great. Great. So this is something that people can fairly easily access in terms of uh -huh. downloading the software, being able to use it. And uh, we will have the address as to where mm -hmm. you go to get all of this and where you uh, we'll go to sign up for the um, the session. We'll have that on our uh, in our main menu announcement this week. Great, and I'm sure if people look up, you know, uh, using Google, I'm sure if you look up probably NVDAcon US, you'll find it, right? I would I would imagine I'm not so. Sure, our new website's pretty new and it's on a free hosting service, so it might not be top number one priority with Google, but you might. Um, I haven't queried Google for that info. Ah, gotcha. gotcha. So for those who are listening, sorry. So for those mm -hmm. who are listening to past NVIDIA conferences, you may, uh, you may have seen tweets from me and emails from me, the chair, the former chair, at least for now, uh, announced that I have posted uh, archives on the nvd-kr.org website, and it is still alive. So in case Google doesn't turn up, uh, the best way to get it is through mm -hmm. the NVIDIACon International website first. Oh, and there's fantastic. a link to it. There's a link to it under, um, so there's a link under upcoming conference and there's, uh, there's a link mm -hmm. under regional conference where it actually links you to the NVIDIACon US homepage. Oh, great. Oh, that's fantastic. And that's nvda.kr.org? Dash KR. Dash KR. Oh, I'm sorry. Dash KR. And, and then you have to go to slash N. Um, slash EN. Yep. Slash NVDACON.PHP. That is the URL. Okay. Excellent. And we will put that definitely in the uh, in the notes so that everybody can get that. It is, it is a long, complicated URL. And we, but <laughs> never fear, we've got your back, folks. So there gotcha. will be a clickable link in the announcement at Al. So and we will get you there. 
if you're not as comfortable setting up Windows software and you have an iPhone, there is a very easy to use and accessible Team Talk app for the iPhone. Um, Absolutely. So One if you we use here on that, main menu quite a bit. <laughs> uh huh. So if you'd prefer to use the iPhone app, um, it's highly recommended and works well. Oh, great. And all of the information as to which of the uh, servers and everything is included on your website. If we go there uh -huh. and we look, we can we can figure it all out. Uh-huh. Awesome. Great. Well, I'm going to try to be there, I know. Uh, I was going to say, if you need a fourth panelist, I, <laughs> I think I might actually, be around on do. Friday. <gasps> well, uh, I actually think I might be around. I actually use NVDA pretty much exclusively now, and I work for a Guide Dog School. And cool. we are always, you know, showing new technology to people who come because, you know, if you're coming to get a guide dog, sometimes you've been blind for a while and you know all about the technology. All too often, though, people are coming mm -hmm. in and this is one of their first exposures. So yep. you know, we talk about NVDA a lot and we've cool. got it on our student computer and, you know, it's there. And it's something that we definitely tell people about and show them how to use. And, you know, a lot of our folks are already using it. Plus, I do some accessibility testing for our websites. And so, you know, throw that right up there. <laughs> That's the first thing that goes onto the website is NVDA. And all right, let's see how it runs with this. And <laughs> then we'll look at the other screen readers. So now we have also big news about the latest release of NVDA, which is NVDA 2016.3. And it is all set and ready to work with Windows 10. What will people find that's new, different, and exciting in this version? Okay, let me uh, give you sort of a really quick tour of oh, that what would be to great. Yeah, what to expect? Because um, uh, some of the features uh, it's been in the making for several years now. It's finally here, and the others uh, they came in due to uh, changes made by Microsoft when it comes to Windows 10. So there are one word, to really there's like three words that describes NVDA um, 2016.3. Embrace, there's professionalism, and possibilities. What I mean by embrace is uh, NVXS has been championing uh, that people should have equal access to technology. And to me personally, as one of the uh, contributors to this project, my view has been it should also mean equal access to latest and greatest technologies out there. And for us right now in the blindness community, besides iPhone 7, which also came out, which was announced a few years <laughs> ago, but, um, for us in the Windows world is Windows 10 and the, the universal Windows platform ecosystem, which is a setup. Uh, the universal apps are newer-style apps uh, that Microsoft is um, asking people to um, embrace. Um, these are new-style apps that sort of behave like web pages. Some are really great apps like Insta. Um, some people have ported games. Some people have worked with uh, Maps app. Some people have done great lengths to support weather, Skype preview, and whatnot. And so when I, when I talk about embrace, I'm really talking about new things such as uh, support, initial support for uh, older versions of Windows 10 mail app. Um, there's a caveat though, because of ever-changing nature of uh, these universal apps, some at one point worse. The other day, it uh, makes us wonder what we can do better 
So we are sort of going through that phase at the moment, but you'll find that for the most part, um, you will find you can read messages from Windows 10 Mail app, as well as uh, things out there to support what's new in the anniversary update of Windows 10 or version 1607, uh, such as the changed Microsoft Edge. So it is still experimental, but it's getting there. Uh, NVX is currently working on improved support for Edge that's introduced as part of anniversary update at the moment, not including in the 16.3, however. Uh, we now have ability for NVIDIA to announce uh, information from lock screen and login screen, such as status of mail notifications, as well as allowing you to use touchscreen to uh, go to password field and enter it. And when I talk about professionalism, uh, we have come a long way when it comes to supporting Microsoft Office. And this time, uh, you will be able to hear line spacing in Microsoft Word, as well oh, as as yay. well as <laughs> yeah, right. so, as well as you will be able to uh, locate form fields in Microsoft Excel using using uh, elements list and whatnot. So embrace professionalism and this. A third word, I think the better word to describe it is uh, progress, progressivism. And when I talk about progressivism is trying out something completely different, something that has never been tried before, although tried, but this is one of the first instances where uh, a screen reader can actually experiment with something. And I'm of course talking about several things. One of them, the, the most exciting thing in 2016.3 is uh, back in 2015, there were options added to let you restart NVDA and restart with all add-ons, or in the NVIDIA world, there add-ons, but others would call it scripts, disabled. Now in 16.3, you will be able to disable individual add-ons. No need to restart with all add-ons disabled. So you can find, you can go to add-ons manager, and if you find that some add-ons are not working, you can disable just those add-ons without removing them. Oh, very nice for troubleshooting. Mm -hmm. so, that's uh, something that 16.3 offers, as well as among other changes. The, one of the things that people were talking about uh, has the color announcements is a bit clearer now, as well as changes to behavior of certain commands. But other than that, 16.3 is turning out to be quite an interesting in release. And to give you a sneak preview of what to expect in November, uh, three yes. things. Three oh, things this is very exciting, people. <laughs> So three things you'll be able to you will see in November that would be a game changer for many of you. Uh, for those who are doing web testing, accessibility testing, you might have noticed that when you start NVDA, you will not get Speech Viewer. A speech Speech Viewer is a window that NVIDIA pops up to uh, announce what is speaking via text. There is now ability in 2016.4 to let you have this window open at all times, even when oh. NVIDIA starts. Oh, wow. The second degree is uh, for those who have been watching the AT space, like main menu for a couple of months, you have heard of a product called Orbit Reader 20. Oh, uh, yes. So thing after that one. <laughs> <laughs> this is a low-cost bro display from, uh, it was developed by a consortium of um, uh, advocacy groups and whatnot. And NVDA 2016.4, I'm, I'm happy to announce that, uh, and NVAccess will be happy to announce that 
uh, 2016.4 will support Orbit Reader 20. Yay! And, yeah, so third thing is actually from a friend of mine who is actually here. There are times when you are working with documents with a lot of indentation, and your NVIDIA keeps saying, like, how many spaces intended and whatnot. And in 2016.4, you will be able to hear line indentations using tones. Ah, uh, see, you've just made my day with line spacing and now line indentations with tones. You've just made my formatting world happy. <laughs> so that's what to in the in paragraph that. indentation is not able to be tonified yet. <laughs> but for example, if there's two tabs, you'll hear a higher pitched beat. Those are the ones that kill me are the tabs, guys. So anything you can do to make my tab life easier makes me very, very happy. <laughs> So nice yeah, that, that is for coders especially, but for people who work with documents a lot, it's helpful too. Oh yes, most definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, Derek was the one who implemented this, so he'll be if you want, he'll be happy to explain that. But then because time, so those are some of the things you will get as your Thanksgiving present this year. Ooh, and that, that working with the Orbit Reader is very exciting. And guys, you heard it here first. I mean, this has not even been officially on the NVDA uh, mailing list yet. So, woo, we are privileged. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very excited about that Orbit Reader and how it's going to you know, really be a game changer for a lot of people in terms of the cost of having Braille access finally along with the screen reader. Yep. Um, and so the the package of the two of them together is just amazing so that's very very exciting so there's Derek, one other feature oh. we forgot in 2016.3 um mm -hmm. and that is if you're using microsoft edge you can open a pdf in microsoft edge right, and right, right. will display the pdf in browse mode Ooh. there's a caveat however it doesn't work with advanced format advanced formatted documents like the mm -hmm. ones really complicated links and uh, a lot of this stuff in there, but at least with some basic PDFs, there's no need for the for some cases, no need to download any stuff Adobe Reader DC anymore. So you can oh. use Edge. Note that this works on anniversary update and later. Gotcha. So for basic ones, yes, you will be able to use Edge to read them. It is oh, good. experimental still though. So it's mm -hmm. great. Great. A work in progress. Mm -hmm. Now, how about PDF forms of any kind? I know some of us have to deal with those. And yeah. Unfortunately, we have to deal with one as part of our application process. So how does NVDA of, of any stripe, how does that work with PDF forms? You'd have to uh, open it in Adobe Reader DC or gotcha. professional. Gotcha. Yeah, that was that was one of the one of the big um, stumbling blocks for a lot of people was, oh, my yep. gosh. All right. If I open this in reader, can I actually fill out the form depending on how it's coded and all of that? Yeah, that, that's hard. But uh, NVDA, as far as reading everything, did it quite well. So that part we could follow. We were just wondering, OK, are we doing something wrong that we're not able to enter this information? And it, it turns out it was the way the form was formatted. So ah. I think we're in the, hopefully in the process of fixing that. But, um, but PDF forms are just a nightmare for a lot of us. So anything anybody can do to make that world a lot better will, will, uh, will definitely make my work life a lot better, too. <laughs> and uh, don't forget that we are still innovating. So. There are, those are things I talked about in 2016.4 are just the tip of an iceberg. So we have a lot of things coming in the pipelines, 
ever since uh, NV Access has moved to a new uh, site, rather the new hosting for their code, more people have shown enthusiasm and more people have shown interest in getting their work uh, sent to NV Access so they can be included. So 2016.3, the other aspect of 2016.3, which is sort of barely mentioned, but I need to bring this up here because a lot of many, many listeners would like to know that NBA, NBDA is a collaborative project, is I would call it a movement, really. Uh, 2016.3 is one of the most collaborative releases that NV Access has ever done. So about 20 to 30% of the work that NV, NBA 2016.3 were possible thanks to endless efforts of contributors around the world. And that is quite a stable of people from what I understand. And and just looking at, you know, some of the add-ons that have been contributed, some of the different, uh, even voices. So let's talk about the voice for NVDA that ships with the product. I know this is one of those, oh no, she's going to tell us how much people hate eSpeak. Well, not everybody hates eSpeak. Trust me. Um, I <laughs> actually was playing with it a little bit more today, just looking at some of the, the newer voices that I had not realized were in there. And um, that was really very interesting. And talk about a responsive synthesizer. Wow. Whoa. So how did eSpeak come to be? Because in my mind, this is kind of an interesting story of how it came to be and, and how it continues to improve. Um, Derek, would you like to take a shot at this? I'll take a shot at it. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> up to date on the history for exactly but i can give you the basic gist of it um i believe it was in 2006 um jonathan duddington i believe is his name wrote an open source speech synthesizer called eSpeak um based off of um the speech synthesizer for another project that he had done um i believe it was called acorn something um, I don't remember the exact derivative where it came from, but he worked on an open source speech synthesizer that was designed to be responsive. Um, it used Formant speech synthesis, which is an older model. It's older than CLAT, which Eloquence uses. Um, and so what it does is it takes sound waves, sine waves to be exact, and mixes them with pre-recorded consonant sounds. So a human records like that and um and it mixes those with sound it auto generates the vowels and mixes those with consonant sounds to make the sound it makes interesting which i i think is just fascinating i'm sure jason you're probably going, whoa i did not realize that but yeah I, that to me someone who's written you know um, um pronunciation tables for the old synthesizers that were in mm -hmm. oh, the old arctic synthesizer and some that used that old chipset I'm going, oh, wow, that would have been so great to have because sometimes our consonants were not the way we wanted them to be. That would, yep. but this it's really not allows. perfect by any mm -hmm. means. It's very robotic, but I can listen to it at 650 words per minute. Oh my gosh. And yes. it scales perfectly fine. It um, certainly does. The ability for accents and nuances within it is uh -huh. really interesting as well in terms of the adjustments and the inflections that people can put in it. I was I was really impressed. I just like it that you can have a Northern England accent, you know? Yeah, he worked with people all over the world to 
trans put it into their languages and to make the voice speak their languages. Um, and he used to be very responsive with that. I'm not sure. Um, starting in, I believe, 2013 or something around there, 2014 maybe, um, project called EG, uh, eSpeak NG for Next Generation forked off of eSpeak. And the code was cleaned up a lot, and they made it work better. Um, They're still working on it, to be honest. Um, did some revitalization of it, because um, development had stalled for a while. I can't remember who did that. Joseph might know. That would be uh, Rees Dunn. Okay. R-E-E-S-E, last name D-U-N-N. I believe it was early 2015, or late 2014, mm-hmm. early 2015, when the discussion came up. Well, if you are looking for a really responsive synthesizer, once you get used to that sort of robotic nature of it, it is mm-hmm. amazing. And if you like, you know, say the Eloquence or the older synthesizers like that, um, it, it is quite impressive. Um, so what, I, this is a question I get all the time, what other voices can you get for NVDA and how mm-hmm. can you get them? So if you go to nvaccess.org and then go to download, there is an extra voices page, and it walks you through some different voice options. Um, on the free voices, there's Xbox Pico. Um, there's, of course, Microsoft Sappy, which is speech API uh, built into Windows. Mm-hmm. Um, a new and experimental feature that we're playing around with, we haven't gotten it stable, so it's probably not going to be around till at least 2016.1 or 2. Uh, 17.1 17, can sorry. you believe that? <laughs> 17 <laughs> um, already? Yeah. Is Windows 10 has very high quality mobile speech voices. Um, and so NVDA will eventually support those. Um, you can purchase Eloquence from Code Factory. There are acapella, for N- acapella voices for NVDA, which are very high quality. Um, which you can purchase from Acapella Group. You can also purchase the Vocalizer voices. But then there are several other free voices on their website, on the NV Access website, um, that are of various qualities. And if you've never played with the Acapella uh, voices and you have a little bit of, if you're willing to buy them, they make for awesome reading voices because they're so oh, high quality. absolutely. Absolutely. And if any of you have, you know, obviously a voice dream reader, which a lot of us mm-hmm. have for iOS, you're uh-huh. familiar with the acapella voices and they are great for reading. Absolutely. Um, great. Well, let me ask you about, mm-hmm. we've talked about Windows 10, which is very exciting. And we've talked a lot about it here on main menu. What about older versions of Windows? I'm still waiting to upgrade. I have Windows 7 at work, I know. And I'm still, and I have Office 2007, and uh, it's showing its age, unfortunately. Um, How does NVDA and how will it continue to support those older operating systems? I'll take care of this. Uh, Okay. NV Access and contributors are still are still uh, supporting Windows XP and beyond. So wow. as as much as we as just like just as we love to embrace with new technology like uh, the newer style apps that's coming out, Skype Preview, Windows Mail app, and whatnot, we haven't forgotten about users who use this XP service pack two or later. 
uh, we haven't even forgotten about those who are using Windows Vista. And uh, we are still committed to supporting XP. We don't know how long, but we are still committed to supporting XP, according to NV Access. Yeah, you may time. be the only screen reader that is, and I will not make jokes about anybody using Windows Vista, I promise. <laughs> and uh, if you are using XP, <laughs> you really need to update. <laughs> and, uh, yes, uh, so, uh, we try, uh, at least NV Access and other contributors, we try our best to make sure that we, you get first class experience when it comes to using NVDA with older versions of Windows. And we, that's one of the things that actually brings me a ton of memories from a few weeks ago. Uh, you may recall a news wire that went out from NV Access in June this year, in 2016, saying that uh, after, shortly after 2016.2 came out, uh, NVX has released 2016.2.1. Yes. And the reason being, one of the features in the do since 2016.2 did not work well for Windows XP users. So that's it how- It didn't work at all. It oh, crashed work. So we had to release a patch update. Mm -hmm. So that's how committed we are when it comes to making sure that uh, Maybe the listeners and others who are using NVIDIA in older versions of Windows XP and Vista these days are not left behind when it comes to getting first-class experience of screen reading. Oh, wow. And, and all jokes aside, in a lot of other parts of the world, those are the operating systems that people mm -hmm. have. That's what they have access to. And so, yep. you know, I think this commitment is fantastic because this is literally a worldwide phenomenon. How many users do you, do you guys estimate you have for NVIDIA right now? I haven't talked to Jamie recently. Um, I can ping Jamie him and ask him for that. Um, last I heard, it was somewhere in the 70,000s. Let me see if I can get him to. Wow. Sure. Uh, I was going to say, it would not surprise me that you have that many. And for those listeners, uh, what Derek mentioned, Jamie, that's James Ted from NV Access. The latest figure shows about 70 plus thousand downloads with active users being about upwards of almost 30,000. So these are users, according to NV Access, who checks updates on a daily basis, or at least NVIDIA is told to check for updates on a daily basis. And those are the ones who, with NVDA, whatever the NVIDIA version they've got, they check for updates each day. And that includes those using 2016.3, those using latest alpha testing builds and whatnot. Wow. Well, I know we've got at least two two of them running here in this house. So yeah, and you guys converted my husband actually with the uh, with the latest version of NVDA as he was looking at Windows 10. Um, he was enjoying Narrator, but he needed just a little bit more. And I said, well, try this once we get the uh, the uh, anniversary edition on. And certainly, uh, he was very impressed with how it worked. So that was good. That was a battle. So. <laughs> <laughs> you have to know. He went kicking and screaming into Windows 10. But um, I think this really helped out actually a lot. Um, Jason, do you have any questions about NVDA or, or the, uh, the conferences coming up? Or um... I'm actually uh, excited to hear this. I was excited when we covered uh, the international one. Uh, I forget exactly when that was, but on, we covered it on Main Menu and uh, looking forward to seeing the participation in this upcoming conference. Absolutely. Very exciting. And finally, I would like to let everyone know 
that there are a set of tutorials that are produced by the American Foundation for the Blind. Is that correct, uh, Joseph and, and Derek? Yes. Uh-huh. Great. And would you all like to talk about those? Is that something that, that you all can talk about just even just a little bit? And we can we can link to those. Do you that know much about a, that? You have arrived, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so there's various sets of tutorials out there. Uh, the one of the most authoritative one out there right now, besides the one that AFP has been putting on for a number of weeks now, is the basic training tutorial from NV Access. Uh, so that tutorial goes into basics of using NVDA and some programs. And after enthusiastic uh, reception from the uh, blindness community, NV Access decided to extend the tutorial to cover using NVDA specific applications. So that's the, one of the authoritative uh, tutorials out there. Uh, this I was did. Yep, I mm -hmm. did buy that one, and it is fantastic. I don't know how I could have forgotten about that one, because that is the, the book that everybody should own, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the other one out there, as uh, someone, as Janine mentioned, <laughs> is the tutorial set up videos that American Foundation for the Blind, or AFP, has been posting for a number of weeks now, which actually goes it's a bit simpler than the basic training, but it still gets you started on using NVDA with uh, using it in simple tasks. Uh, so that's it. that's mostly for those who would like to see NVDA work in action. Uh, as well as uh, other tutorials out there that talks about NVDA in specific areas, some cool blind tech uh, contributors have posted tutorials on their website as well as <laughs> Uh, I myself have done two editions of the well-received uh, Welcome to NVDA tutorial, uh, which is uh, succeeded by the basic training that NVDX has released. So there are a lot of amazing tutorials out there, and more are being created each day. So these, oh, even though back then it was about Office and Firefox and whatnot, but we the set of topics that tutorial are covering or will cover are diversifying. So wow. you'll find also things, everything from say, how do I use NVDA to customize my pronunciation to more advanced things like how do I next, how do I create the next and great next uh, greatest uh, add-on out there. So oh, there are a lot of fantastic. sets of tutorials out there. Wow. And I'm, I'm definitely waiting for the NVDA tutorial specifically for the Office suite of products. Um, anything from PowerPoint to Excel, I use Excel a lot, and that really changed me over to NVDA, I have to say, from another screen reader that I've been with for many, many years, and I really like still, but NVDA and Excel just, for me, work much, much better together. And uh, it was just such a nice experience. It reminded me of an older screen reader that I used way back in the day called ASAP. Derek, you may remember that one. Um, I actually don't. Oh, well... That was, aha, Joseph remembers it. Yep, it was one that was written by uh, Larry Scootcon, and uh, mm -hmm. and NVDA reminded me so much of that when I used it in Excel. Wow, this is all familiar, and uh, some of the keyboarding is also familiar, using the numpad and things like that, um, mm -hmm. and using the insert key on the numpad um, as a modifier key. Well, gentlemen, we are very happy to have you both with us. Uh, how can people follow you on social media, if that is something you'd like to share with everyone, or how can they reach out to you for more information? Sure. We always would like to hear from all of you around the world, and especially when it comes to making NVIDIA a great screen reader, opening the doors for equal access to technology. 
the official Twitter handle for those Twitter citizens out there, uh, the official handle for NV Access is just that NV Access. That's a Twitter handle for NV Access, and they do, and the NV Access does respond to Twitter. Uh, there are several mailing lists out there. Uh, one is NVIDIA users list on groups.io, which is geared towards international users. Uh, we also have an announcement list for NVIDIAConf for those who like to keep an eye on NVIDIAConf, the international as well as regional ones out there. And uh, my Twitter handle for those who like to follow me on Twitter is at Joslee, J-O-S-L-E-E. And Derek? Um. If you're interested in NVDACon specifically, there is a Twitter account called at NVDACon, so N-V-D-A-C-O-N. Um, if you'd like to follow me personally, you can follow at Derek Reamer, D-E-R-E-K-R-I-E-M-E-R. Although I will warn you that I do tweet a lot about code, so if you're not a developer, you'll be very confused a lot of times because... Um, <laughs> Sometimes I put the propeller hat on. Um, so uh, those are ways to get a hold of us, and I'll send links to you guys so that you can post all of that info um, to your show notes. Excellent. And I'll send links to the websites, oh, the various great. websites as well, including the sign-up link for NVACon. Excuse me, NVACon Announce. Oh, fantastic. That would be a wonderful thing, and we will share those with all of our Main Menu listeners, so stay tuned to your email lists if you follow us on Main Menu. And that is all for today from the land of NVDA. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thanks and for having us. And wish you all the best with NVDACon US and the mm-hmm. 2017, hard to believe, wow. uh, NVDACon coming up next spring. Yes, and we will give you more info. 94,500 downloads of NVDA 2016.2.1. Wow. 25,000 users updating every day, or checking for updates every day. Wow. Wow, that's great. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. And that is around the world, folks. Yep. So, oh, and one other thing I will mention to folks before we leave. It is very important. Yes, this is a free screen reader, but nothing in life is free. And if you've got not just extra cash, but if you really value NVDA, please consider contributing. Um, they have many ways to contribute in terms of the levels of cash. They, you can do a monthly contribution. You can do a one-time. There are all kinds of ways, and they are on the NV Access site. Yep, so if you go to nvaccess.org, there is a donate link, and um, any donation will be very, will be used in a very good way, um, and is very appreciated. These folks are amazing. Not just cash. Mm -hmm. One more thing. Um, Not just cash, but uh, what's more important is, at least for me as a contributor, as I could be saying for Derek and many, many others, uh, what's more important for us besides um, donations is your continued, prom- continued promotion and you can of course contribute your knowledge you can contribute your coding skills you can contribute your translation skills you can contribute your even your enthusiasm to NVDA world so it isn't just dollars but you can also make NVIDIA great by coming on board and helping us with codes promotions translations 
and various amazing possibilities are open for you. So, and again, thanks, just like Derek said, thanks for having us on the main meeting. Yes, we thanks a lot. To talking to yeah. many people. Absolutely. Well, we, we totally enjoyed it. And I love the, the sort of um, citizen spawned, you know, community spawned um, spirit of the whole project. In this next segment, Randy and I demonstrate the use of the Google Duo app. This actually happened about three weeks ago, maybe more, and there have been some updates to the Duo app. As far as we can tell, it acts pretty much the same, maybe some bug fixes and internal changes. We go through setup together, and then we make a phone call, and instead of continuing to explore the screen and let you hear the chatter of both of our phones, I end up introducing a recording of my making the call with the phone connected through the mixer, so you get to hear firsthand what the audio quality is like. It occurred to me later that we didn't talk about two buttons that were on the screen, the AirPlay button and the Change Audio Device button, and I think they both relate to one another. They allow you to change the device through which the audio is being routed. Also, we did figure out what the button was for that swapped the position for the local and remote video. It has to do with placement on the screen. There's an area for your local camera and an area for the remote camera, and it simply swaps those positions. Enjoy the demo. Hey, everybody. Let me explain. We're doing uh, one of the apps that was told to us just a couple of days ago, and we have waited for each other to bring this to you, the actual unfolding, the, the first time that we've ever opened up the Google Duo app. And it's and actually, I think we were informed maybe a week ago or more. It's just taken us this long to get together, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the purpose of this app is cross-platform. In other words, you can use it either on your iOS device or Android, and it's for video and audio communication. Yep, it's in competition, I guess one would say, with FaceTime. Okay, well, here we go. Opening Google Duo for the first time. Duo, welcome to Duo. Simple video calling for everyone. Okay, now we can explore the screen and see what the tabs are here. Welcome to, welcome to Duo. Simple video calling for everyone. By continuing, you agree to the privacy policy in terms of service. You also agree to letting Duo periodically send your contacts to Google. Really? All right. Okay. And then we have... I agree. Button. I agree. Button. All you can do is agree. Okay. Yeah. That, that sounds like we... Either if we want to use it, we got to agree, so... Thank, thank you for listening. Oh, okay. Now it says access the camera. What if you said no? I'm assuming once we get in here, we could actually choose whether we want to use the camera or not. But I'm going to say okay for now. Are you going to accept the camera? I did, yep. Okay. Okay. Alert. Duo would like to access the microphone. Allow microphone access so that others can hear you. Okay. Don't allow. Don't allow. Allow microphone access so okay. don't. Okay. okay. Alert. Duo. Okay. Like to send you notifications. Like to send you yeah, notifications. Like notifications. Allow. Yep. I'm gonna hit allow. Don't allow. Okay. Alert. Duo. Would okay. Like to access your contacts. Duo. Verify your number. Your contacts will video call you using your phone number. United States button. Okay. Plus one. So there's a United States plus one. Phone number. Text field. Oh, okay. Now, see, I didn't get that yet. Text oh, swipe over. 
Duo would like to access your contacts. Allow contacts access to see who is available on Duo and call them. Don't allow button. Okay. That's button. the one I got for okay. next. Button. Weird. That is interesting. So I guess I'll okay. hit allow. I feel funny, but anyway. Okay. Duo, verify your number. Okay, now well, we're on go. the same page. <clears throat> All right. So keep swiping over to the right. Mm-hmm. Your contacts will video call you using your phone number. United States button. Plus one button. Phone number. Text field. We will send you one time SMS message. Carrier fees may apply. People with your number can connect with you across Google services. Next. One button. Next. Okay, we both text hit next. Mm -hmm. We're gonna get a text message. Messages two hundred twenty zero zero five two five six zero one is your Google verification code. Once you enter it correctly, you don't have to hit next, it just plops. It just right does it. Eight. Eight. Nine. One. Two. Five. Two. Three, eight. There we go. Third, duo would like to access your contacts. Allow contacts access. Don't allow. Okay. Button. Okay. okay. There we go. More options. Button. Now, see, that's interesting. Mine uh, asked me for the contacts in a previous step. Yours asked you now. But now, yeah. we're, now we're both now we're in synced. the same spot. Yep, we're synced. Yeah. And you, the only things I see on the screen here are more options and video call. What do you think more options are? I... Don't know. I'm going to find out right now because yeah, I don't want to make a video call. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, settings. Okay. Settings help feedback. Oh, that's it. Let's go into settings here. <laughs> oh, I bet you. I wonder if that's for. Um, that could be if you're getting an extra call when you're on the line, when you're on another call. Yes. Well, actually, if I remember correctly, I remember seeing something about it in Twitter or an article, and it has something to do with being able to peek at who's calling before you answer so that oh. uh, you can determine whether you True want answer. to answer or not. Okay. Uh, something like that. Limit mode so, are you going to shut that off or leave it on? I think I'll shut that off. Me too. That's my. Yeah, okay. That's all there is to it. Uh, you can block numbers if you want, I see. Yeah. And then you can unregister. And then that's it. About terms. Okay. Now there's a there's a back button. Back button on the upper left. I'm gonna hit that too. Wow. I guess that's all we do is video call, right? I guess. I was hoping there might be some other options like just audio only. And and you know what? There isn't. So if you wouldn't allow the camera, you couldn't use the app. I I guess not. Unless you, let's see, if you go take, if, if you go into um, notifications, you could disallow it, but then you'd probably not be able to use it. Hmm. Well, I'm going to hit video call and see what happens right. here. Video call. Video call. Chaffer. Mobile. Invite. Video call. 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 Well, they don't go in any order either. I see some on top, and I'm guessing maybe those are people who already have Duo installed. I see a few people on top, people that I know, and then I see I'm exploring by touch, and and then 
I see invite, and then all the rest are below oh, that. that oh, yeah. But you should be on the t somewhere on the top too, I would think, because you've signed up. Okay, so let's carry. Oh, my friend Brad's on. Nimmer's here. Ah, okay, yeah. Oh, there you are. Oh, okay. I, I had to search for you. I, I don't see you on the top of my list. I see you. Well, you want me to call you, or you want to call me? Yeah, I'm gonna get out of my search here. And yeah, try calling me. All right, here we go. We're gonna double tap on Jason's name. Jason Castingway, iPhone plus one. If Jason Castingway has you as a contact, they'll see you while their phone is ringing. Got it. Button. Got it. Your video is visible. Okay, mine's ringing. Let's see what it says. I like that tone. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Randy Rochnack. Incoming video call. Incoming red decline. Button accept. Button accept. Button. Okay, decline or accept. I guess I'll accept. Okay. Accept. Hey there. Oh, there's a mute microphone. Oh, okay. Swap. What is it? What does that mean? Swap positions of local remote video. Would that mean I would end up in your place and I could eat your bacon and eggs? Maybe. Oh, switch between front and back cameras. I see that. Oh, yeah, and swap position of local and remote video. That one I don't get. Oh. Okay, I just muted my mic. Oh, okay. Just to see what would happen. All right, I'll unmute. Okay. Well, you cannot join another call, apparently. No, it doesn't look like it. I'm going to call Randy now so we can hear the audio quality without miking the phone. We can hear it directly through the mixer. Video call button. Video call. Randy Rusnak, iPhone, plus one. Randy Rusnak, iPhone. Got it. Button. Got it. Your video is visible. Hey there. Hi, this is Randy speaking. Hello, Randy. Hello, Jason. Let me tell you my experience. Sure. When I received the call... My screen was locked, and I had it locked on purpose. And it said notification that Jason is calling me. And then I had to unlock the phone, right? Mm -hmm. So then I unlocked it, and then it said accept or decline. That's when I could do it. But I, I imagine that people, you know, you'd have to kind of be a little fast so that people wouldn't get, you know, discouraged and hang up on you. Yes, it did take a little while for you to answer, and I knew that it could be something like that, you know, the notification screen unlock, and then you got to do something else, so I wondered. Well, I am going to describe the audio, what I think of it now that you're uh, going through the mixer. Uh, the bandwidth is very tight, and to be honest with you, the clarity is not, I mean, it's, it's clear and everything, but uh, wow, it, it sure has nothing, in my opinion, to compare with FaceTime. Yeah, it does sound a little tight to me, and like a little tinny somehow. But at least now everyone knows kind of what it sounds like. And now for our news bits. JAWS 18 Public Beta 1 is now available, and it boasts a number of new features, including mouse echo, 
new import and export for customized user settings, restricting the virtual cursor in web dialog boxes, improved touchscreen support, the ability to import settings from prior versions of JAWS, and more. You can read all about it by going to the main freedomscientific.com page. If you perform a search for beta, you will get right to the link, which gives you all the details on the JAWS 18 Public Beta 1 release. KNFB Reader is now fully compatible with iOS 10. For those of you who were using the public beta of iOS 10, KNFB Reader was not an option. But now it is, and the release came out, I think, just a few days ago, so that's very exciting iOS 10 is here. We couldn't talk about it because of non-disclosure agreements, but it is now here, and we will be talking about it in upcoming episodes of Main Menu. Apple's keynote happened on Wednesday, the 7th of September, and it was very exciting to see improvements and new features were in iOS 10 and the new iPhone 7 and 7 Plus, as well as the Apple Watch Series 2. We will be talking all about this and more in upcoming shows. Main Menu is a program sponsored by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It airs every Friday evening beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream, and it repeats every four hours until Saturday at 5 p.m. You can catch it on any internet-connected device, use ACB Link for iOS, grab it as a podcast, or call 605-475-8130 at airtime. If you'd like to send us feedback or comments, feel free to email us, mainmenu at acbradio.org, or give us a shout-out on Twitter, at Main Menu. Thanks so much for listening.